Amen. Amen. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. Amen. Amen. We thank God for this evening. For giving us this opportunity to be in His presence this evening. Yes, to learn His word. Amen. And to meditate upon His word. Amen. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you this evening. Amen. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love. And we thank you for your mercies. Amen. We thank you that you have shown us your mercy tonight. Jesus. We thank you for bringing us together under your feet yes, to receive your word. Amen. Our hearts and our minds are open to receive your word tonight. Yes, Lord. We ask for understanding. Amen. Father, we pray and we lift every heart that is listening to our voice tonight before you. Yes, that every heart of a stone, we pray that it be broken down into a heart of flesh. Amen. For your word says, your word is like a hammer that breaks the rocks into pieces. Jesus. And it's like a fire that consumes every child. Yes, we pray that anything that shall be a hindrance to receiving your word tonight, yes, be burned down by the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In the name of Jesus. And now, O oh Lord, bless us. Yes, with your word tonight, in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Can I say one more Sam. One more Sam. You are all welcome to this evening's teaching service. And we thank our Father for the opportunity that He has given us. I stand here. Authorization of our Father, the Bishop, and I bring you the word that He has for us tonight. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for Him. This evening is a teaching service, and so in every teaching environment, there are interactions. Questions are asked and answers are given. So along the line, we'll be asking questions and then we'll be receiving answers. Amen. 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 So last week, Adino Jones took us through the rewards of a soul winner. And after we have heard and learned of the rewards of a soul winner. We need passion. Passion to activate this. Because we might have heard it. But if we don't have the passion to do it. We will not receive the rewards that come. With soul winning. And so this evening, our Father wants us to look at the passion for souls. Getting a passion for souls, winning the loss to the Savior. What does it mean when we say passion? Or when we say somebody is passionate about something. So the dictionary meaning for passion is a strong or violent emotion often so powerful that it takes over the mind or judgment. And so if you are passionate about something, 
you have strong emotions towards that thing. And sometimes it is so powerful that it takes over your sense of reasoning. And it clouds over your judgment, your sense of judgment. Amen. Amen. And so if we are passionate about soul winning, it means you have a strong desire, you have a strong emotion yes, for souls. Amen. Amen. And that was the passion that Jesus Christ had for souls. That was the passion that he had for souls. That one time, the Bible says, when he lifted up his eyes and he saw the multitude, he had compassion on them. Because they were like sheep without a shepherd. They were like a sheep without a shepherd. And so he had compassion on them. He had pity on them. And one time to the Bible says, after he had taught them, and he looked at the multitude, he saw that they were hungry. And so he told his disciples not to send them away. He had passion, he had compassion on them. He had pity on them because he saw that they were hungry. And he needed to feed them. That is the passion we are talking about. That burning desire in you, or that burning desire that comes upon you, that when you see a lost soul, when you see a soul, that is on the path of destruction, you are moved with this desire, with this passion to save this soul. Amen. Amen. And you see, there are some topics or some themes that. Sometimes we feel unqualified to speak about. Yet it is so vital that we cannot ignore it. If we speak about the need for passion for soul-winning, we are equally making a confession that we need this passion ourselves. So that we could equally engage in soul-winning with this passion that we are speaking about. Amen. Amen. Because there is a certain kind of passion that is needed for you to identify a lost soul. To snatch a soul from going to hell. There is a certain passion that is needed. And that is the passion that the Lord has of us. Amen. Amen. And so if we were to ask that what are the qualifications for successful sowing? I know that there are some vital qualifications that we may give out. Okay, so let me ask you. As a soul winner, what do you think are some of the qualifications that will make you a successful soul winner. For instance, if you were a farmer, and I asked that to be a successful farmer, what qualities do you need? What 
elements, what qualities or characteristics do you need as a farmer to be able to become a successful farmer? You'll be able to tell me that I should know the weather. I should know the seasons that I need to plant what crop I want to plant. In like manner, I'm asking, as a soul winner, you may be a soul winner, but not a successful one. What does that mean? For instance, if God has ordained that you should win 200 souls for the lifespan that he has given you, and you were able to win 20. Yes, you have won souls, but you were not successful. For instance, if it was an examination and the pass mark was 200 and you had 20, 20 points out of the 200, it means you've had 10%. That is ten percent, and that is way below the pass mark. You know, from and so you were not successful. So you failed. But if the Lord had ordained for you to win two hundred souls for the number of years He has given you on this earth, and you were able to win two hundred and even more than that. Then we could say you were a successful or you are a successful soul. So, what are some of the qualities that could help you to become a successful soul? At this point, I need answers. I think we all can speak. Yes, so from that end. So, what are some of the qualities that you, as a soul winner, would require to become a successful soul winner. <clears throat> yes, everybody will speak, including the gentleman up there. Yes, let us hear you. Jesus is alive. Please, you must be prayerful. You must be prayerful. Yes, it's a quality that you need as a soul winner to become successful. You must be prayerful. Yes, Joseph. I Joseph. Praise Jesus is alive. So um, to be a quality um, so winner, mm-hmm. you have to be um, more concerned about fasting. You have to feed your soul with fasting. Amen. Amen. So he's saying that you must feed your soul, you must fast. So we have heard about prayer. And then we have heard about fasting. Okay. Okay. Jesus is alive. Yes, let us hear you. Um, I think you have to have a heart of a shepherd. You need to have a heart of a shepherd. Okay, what does that mean? Alright, let us go on. You need to have the heart of a shepherd. Alright, be for be peace. Jesus is alive. You have to be burdened. You have to be burdened. There must be a burden on you for souls. Okay. All right. Ma, Evelyn. 
<laughs> Praise him. Jesus is alive. But baby, we fasting. So when see a bonting, so I'm kosheshe akranu swa enye ye. Tete wotan kwa bonting. Now me nyami asem ensu enya upaya. Amen. So after the prayers and fasting and the bedding, you must move out. Good. So you must go. Yes, Mama Vesta. You have Jesus. to organize. You have to organize. Great. So you have to organize yourself. Amen. Amen. Mrs. So why is there? Alright, let us hear you. My intimate. Praise him. Jesus is alive. So to be a successful um, soul winner, you should have a very strong relationship with God. Amen. Such that you don't go to I don't see maybe desire in town and I want to um, I want him to get closer to God and I don't even remember what the Bible says or a, a particular memory verse. So you, you have to have a strong relationship with God also. Amen. Amen. So you must develop a strong relationship with God. Yes. Ajete. Ajete. Yes, quickly. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. So we must have a Prayer life as well with God. Amen. Amen. All right. So we have heard about prayers. Okay. Let us continue. So you see, all these are important qualities that you need to be a successful soul winner. Amen. Amen. So it's just like being a teacher, classroom teacher. So to be a successful teacher, you must study your syllabus. You must prepare your lesson notes. You must go to class early. And you must teach. But there is an element that is so vital when it comes to these things. That is the passion. The passion. So it you are prayerful. You read your Bible. You fast. You determine to go out. You have a strong relationship with God. But if the passion is not there, it will become like a burden to you. Going out to win so is a burden to you. When the passion is not there. And so we require that element of passion. So yes, the qualities you have mentioned, they are all good. They are excellent. And among other things, you need absolute assurance of your own salvation. And you must be living a separated and consistent Christian life. And you must also have or know the enabling special anointing of the Holy Spirit. But vital amongst these is the passion to do it. For instance, in Jude 22, it says, and some have compassion, making a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. So you see, there is this passion that even detests the garment of the flesh upon the lost soul. Jude 1, 22 and 23. 
Amen. Amen. Jude 1, 22. Yes. And I read. And, some, and, and, and of some have compassion, making a difference. And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. Amen. So it is talking about a strong passion for the lost. And that is the passion we need to become successful so winners. How passionate are we when it comes to souls? And you see, the gospel of a broken heart demands the ministry of bleeding hearts. And you see, we must have this sympathy that when you see someone that is on the track or that is on the path of destruction, you save with all fear. You do everything possible to save with fear. And we must have that passion. Amen. 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 Now, how does a passion for souls show itself? If we have a passion for souls, soul winning will be the main business of our lives. The question is, what are we really living for? If indeed we have passion for souls, then the business of soul winning would be all that our lives is about. It will become the main business of our lives. You see, the, the, the people with provision shops, probably they started with something. There is something that is vital for them to sell. But along the line, they realize that people come to ask of sugar, they come to ask of gari and all that. So they added it to it. But there are certain particular, there are some particular things that at every point in time, when you go to that shop, you would find it there. That is what they refer to as their core business. So though they are doing other stuff, but that thing is very core to the business they are doing. Amen. Amen. And so yes, we may have our jobs, we may have our secular work, but core to our lives Call to our existence is so winning, and that is what we must be concerned about the most. And you see, our father has been telling us that whatever we are doing, whatever work we find doing, if it is not linked to the establishment or the expansion of the kingdom of God, in other words, so winning. Then it is of no importance to God. So whatever we are doing, even if it is gobe, rice and um, what's the name, beans and gari, we are selling by the roadside. Yes, we are feeding the stomach of men. We might we must find a way of using that as an avenue in winning souls. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 5 verse 10. Luke ahoma etrinum ntichimudu. Luke ahoma etrinum ntichimudu. Luke chapter 5 verse 10. Yes. And so was also James and John. 
the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from hence thou shalt catch men. Amen. Amen. So this was Jesus. We Yeshua had gone, who had met Peter, he had met James, he had met now, John. Petroni, These Yacoubou. were fishermen. James and John were fishing with their father Zebedee. But Jesus asked of Peter to give him his boat to preach. And after that, he had Peter to you know, launch into the deep and drop his neck. And Peter was like, We have toiled all over throughout the night. And we found nothing. But at thy word, I will do it. And after that, the Bible says they caught fish that the neck, the net was breaking. And so they were amazed. And then Jesus Christ told them that fear not. From now I will make you fishes of men. So you will not catch fishes in the river or in the sea. But you will be catches of men. Amen. Amen. And so the question is, what is our greatest ambition? Our greatest ambition as sons and daughters of God. As Christians, what is our greatest ambition? Is it about the position we want to occupy in our workplaces? Or the position we want to occupy in our community? Is it about worldly success? Is it about getting more money? Amongst all these, there will always be a must in our lives. And it was in Jesus' life. Because he said, I must work the works of my father. Or I must work the works of he that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. John 9 verse 4. He said, I must work the works or do the works of he that sent me. Because he had observed that a time was coming that it would be impossible for him to do that. So now that we have strength as Christians, what is our greatest ambition in life? Where do we channel our passion? But even if we channel our passion to anywhere else, we must know that there is always a must in our life. And that we must do the works of ye that has sent us. You may be asking, but God has not sent me. Our Father has taught us how we identify our calling. And we find our calling in the calling of the man of God. Amen. 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 So when he has sent us out, it is God that is sending us out. And he is talking, he is telling us to have a passion for souls. And that is what we are talking about. Amen. 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 You see, if we have a passion for souls, all our service will be watered with tears. Let us look at something in Psalm 126 verse 6. 
says, He that goeth forth weeping, bearing precious seed to sow, he said, He shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Psalm 126, verse 6. Yes. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Amen. Amen. And so you see, the farmer, there comes a point in time of every farmer that the seed that you are going to sow or the seed that you are going to plant, for instance, the yam farmer, when it's time for you to plant the yam, so after you have harvested the previous season, you must select those that you will be planting for the next season. Now, if there is famine and you are not careful, you might end up eating the ones that you will sow or you will plant for the next season. And so if you are a farmer that is looking into the future, yes, though there is hunger, though you are in tears, you will keep that one that you have separated for the next season. And you sow it at the right time. And though you are sowing it weeping, knowing that there is nothing back home you are going to eat. In due season, when you are going back home, you will be carrying yam, tubers of yam on your head, rejoicing. Because you went for to sow weeping. Amen. Amen. The same way, if we have eternity in mind. Because the thing is that, if we do not have eternity in mind, this passion that we are talking about, it will not resonate in us. But if we have eternity in mind, and at all point in time, it is eternity that we are focusing on, automatically this passion will come out from us. Amen. Amen. Because Jesus said, He that believes on me out of his belly shall gush out rivers of living water. Amen. Amen. And so if we have this eternity in mind that we are focusing on, where we know that this earth that we are living on, it is just a fleeting illusion. It is passing with you know the speed of light. And we have eternity in mind. And we know the things to do to secure our eternity. Which is so winning. Automatically that passion would come out. Amen. 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 Praise Him. Jesus is alive. Let us look at Luke chapter 19 verse 41. It's a teaching service, so we are going to read a lot of scriptures. Amen. Amen. Luke 19:41. Yes. And when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it. Amen. Amen. When he drew near the city, when he lifted up his eyes and he saw the city, he wept for the city. There was a reason why he wept for the city. Because he had seen that they were on, on, on the path of destruction. They were lost. And so he wept for the city. Do we see the lost soul? Do we see the... the the unrepentant and weep for them. 
That is the kind of passion that our father is referring to here. That is the kind of passion he wants us to have. The passion where we see someone who is not saved. And we must do everything to save that person. And until that person is saved, there is no rest for us. There is no peace within us. Until we have caused the soul of that fellow to be saved. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 9, 1 to 3. Paul writes to the Romans, the Paul, church in Rome. Romans chapter 9, verse 1 to 3. Yes. I say the truth in Christ. I lie not. My conscience also bear me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that my servant were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. Praise it. Jesus, Jesus alive. Look at this passion that Paul was writing with. See, I'm telling you the truth in Christ. And I'm not lying to you. It says, my conscience bears witness with me. Bears witness in the Holy Ghost. That I have great heaviness. His heart was heavy. There was so much heaviness in him. That he wished that he was a curse from Christ. For the sake of his brethren. For the sake of his brethren, he wished that he was a curse from Christ. For the sake of his brethren, that he be saved. Chapter 10, verse 1. Same Romans. Chapter 10, verse 1. Yes. My heart desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. He said, my heart desire my heart desire and prayer I'm a pen to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Is it your heart desire and prayer that your family might be saved? That your community might be saved? That your workplace might be saved? It, it should be your heart desire and prayer. If it is not, it must become your heart desire and prayer that everybody that surrounds you, your family, your community, your workplace, it must be your heart desire that they might be saved. Amen. 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 If our loved ones are desperately ill, we shed many tears. Yet, yet when men and women dead in transgressions and sin, drunk are packed, our eyes are dry. How we need to be awakened to the reality of the desperate need of all who are without Christ. Has any loved one of yours, maybe your brother, your sister, your son or your daughter, got so ill that you beheld that person and you wept? Why? Because there is some kind of love in you towards that fellow. And so merely seeing the person lying down, incapable of doing anything because the person was ill, brought tears into your eyes. But when we see the unsaved, 
We interact with them every day. Are we filled with such a passion? Are we filled with such a passion? To the point that you see that this person is not saved and you weep in prayers for that person. That is the passion that the Lord wants us to have. Amen. Amen. Because they are dead in their sins and in their transgressions. But we shall have this passion towards them and bring them to Christ. He will will quicken them from the death in their sin and their transgressions. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 he said, And he has been quickened and you have been quickened who were dead in sins and transgressions and trespasses. Formerly, we equally were dead in our sins and our trespasses. But because someone had the passion to say so and introduced Christ to us, we were quickened from our sins and our trespasses. Amen. Amen. If we have a passion for souls, the need of the lost will move us very deeply. If we have passion for souls, and what is the need for the lost soul? The need for the lost soul is that he be saved. The greatest need of men is salvation. Yes. That is the greatest need of Every man. Salvation. Before anything else. Matthew chapter 9 verse 36. Matthew chapter 9 verse 36. Yes. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad. A sheep having no shepherd. Please add the verse 37. 37. Then said he unto his disciples, The harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. Amen. 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 He said, when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion. Because they fainted and they were like sheep without shepherds. Have you seen a head of sheep in a group of sheep without anybody leading them before? They are so confused. Even when there is a car coming, they don't know whether to stop and whether if they are stopping, they are stopping in the middle of the road or not. Whether they should take their left or they should take their right. They are so confused. That is the state of a sheep without shepherd. And that was how Jesus Christ saw the multitude. That they were like sheep without shepherd. They, they had no direction for their life. They were lost, totally lost. They have lost bearing of their lives. So the Bible says he was moved with compassion. Because he saw them as sheep without sheep. Amen. Amen. 
Tana Paul's wound profound. And he wrote to them in, in, he wrote to the church in Rome. I'm telling you the truth in Christ. I'm Said, I am burdened. There is a heaviness in me. A continual sorrow in my heart. I wish I could die. I wish I could be a curse from Christ. For the sake of my brethren. Amen. 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 We have this passion. The Lord requires this passion from us. And this is the passion that we need to become successful soul winners. If at the end of our stay here on earth, the Lord Jesus Christ will see us and say to us, Thou good and faithful servant, well done, then we need this passion. We need this passion. That should be the desire of all of us. That when all is said and done, we we'll meet our Lord and He will say to us, Our good and faithful servant, well done. Well done. That should be our desire. And if we'll be able to receive these words from the Master Himself, then we need this passion we are speaking about. Passion, not passion to make more money. Not passion to travel across the globe. Not passion to own businesses. Yes, they are all good. It's good. Yes, it is good. But the passion we are speaking about now is the passion for souls. The passion for souls. Philippians chapter 1 verse 8. He says, For God is my record. In other words, God is my witness. How greatly I long after you all in the bowels of the Lord Jesus Christ. Said the Lord is his record. The Lord is his witness. How he longed for all of us. All of you. This is Paul. We are Paul to the church in Philippines. And he was longing for them. There was a longing in his heart, in his soul, for the church to be saved. He had a passion. He had a passion. A passion that caused him to to lose his life. In fact, he counted everything as done. Just to attain the excellency of the Lord. To maximize his life for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise him. Jesus is alive. So this evening is a passion for lost souls. Coming back to life. There must be a burning passion in us. A passion that a passion that burns for lost souls. Have you ever come across someone who has so much burning passion or desire in him? 
that he says that until I do this thing to this person I will never rest yes the wicked you know that there is this book I think it's titled the second coming by one William Butler Yates he says that while the good lacks all passion the wicked is full of passionate intensity. While the good, the, the Christian, lacks all passion. He said the wicked is full of passionate intensity. His passion to commit crime and atrocity is so high that there is nothing that can quench it. But the good, the Christian, lacks a fraction of that passion to win souls. The person who wrote this book was not a Christian. But he saw how the unbeliever had so much passion. Even let us bring it into our present day. When these secular music uh, musicians, artists, they want to organize a concert. Look at the effort they put in to make sure that if they want to have it at the stadium, they fill the stadium to capacity. And it becomes the talk of the day. But us, this, this auditorium. If we are having a program, do we have a fraction of that passion to fill this auditorium? Amen. Amen. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. And this is the kind of passion that our Father is talking about. That a passion that defies every shame. A passion that defies every odds just to make sure that souls are won. Amen. 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 Praise Him. Jesus is alive. Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 1. Jeremiah 9, verse 1. Jeremiah 9, verse 1. Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 1. Yes. Oh, that my head were waters, and my eye a fountain of tears, that I might weep day and night for the slain of the daughter of my people. He said, Oh, that my head were waters, and my eyes a fountain of tears, that I might weep day and night for the slain of the daughter of my people. This was a prophet Jeremiah. Will you do for Jeremiah? He had wept to the extent that no, so was his tears were finished. No, and he wished his head was water. No, and then his eyes were fountained. Day and night. Because the children of God at the time were perishing. Amen. Amen. A real concern for souls will move not only our hearts but our feet. Amen. Amen. So if we have consent for souls, 
If there is a love, if there is a passion in us for souls, not only must it move our hearts, but it must move our feet as well. It must move our feet. So the Bible says, How beautiful are the feet of them that bring the good news. How beautiful are the feet of them that bring the good news. The gospel that we are talking about, the passion that we are talking about, the message that we are hearing now, should not only move our hearts. Yes, our hearts must be moved. But our hearts alone moving is not enough. It must move our feet. That is why when I asked initially that the, the traits or the characteristics, the qualities of a Successful soul winner. My Evelyn was saying that we must go. There is the need to go. You must have the ability to go. Amen. Amen. So not only must this passion move our hearts, but it must cause our feet to move. Amen. Amen. Mark chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. Mark 2, 3 and 4. Mark chapter 2, verse 3. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they come unto him, bringing mm-hmm. one sick of the past, yes. which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the past he lay. Amen. Amen. So this was Jesus who had gone to Capernaum. And there was so much crowd that had gathered round about him. And this family had someone that had palsy. You know, more, more like a paralyzed person. He could not move. So their heart, yes, one, their heart were moved. They wished that Jesus could heal their they are, they are family members. But they realized that that was not enough. There were a lot of people. They could not pass through them to get to Jesus Christ. So what did they do? They climbed the rooftop. And they opened the roof. And they were able to lower the sick person into the middle. The midst of the crowd. And Jesus healed the person. So yes, the condition of the fellow moved their hearts. They had compassion that they wished that person be saved or be healed and be made whole. That was not enough. The wish alone could not have healed the person. They needed to have moved. And when they made the move, by climbing the rooftop and opening it and lowering the sick into the middle of the crowd. Jesus healed the person. Amen. 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 So you see the passion we are talking about. Like um, the the blind Bartimaeus. He was passionate about his healing. He was blind. But when he heard that the Lord, the Master was passing by, he shouted with all the strength he had. 
Yes, he had known that when son of David comes, he will be healed. And he had always wished that the son of David will come and heal him. But that passion and wish and desire did not heal him until he made a move by shouting that son of David have mercy on me. Son of David, David have mercy on me. Although people were shouting him, he cried the loudest and the Lord healed him. Amen. So yes, we may have the wish, we may have the desire that we wish that this auditorium be filled every Sunday having an overflow. Yes, it is good that we have that desire, we have that wish. But until we go out, until we move, that desire and that wish will not be fulfilled and will not be achieved. Amen. Amen. And at the end of the day, we will not have become successful so with it. But that is not our calling. The Lord called us so that we become successful so we And so we must do what it takes for us to become successful so Amen. 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 Luke chapter 10 Luke Ahuma, itiridu, verse 33 to 35 Luke 10 33 Yes But a certain Samaritan as he journeyed came where he was and when he saw him he had compassion on him and went to him and bound up his wounds pouring in oil and wine and set him on his own feet and brought him to an inn and took care of him. Amen. Amen. So this was the story about the man that was moving from Jerusalem to Jericho and he got attacked by armed robbers. Now there were people that passed him by. They saw him and they were like, oh. And they passed. This one person will come and see him say, oh, if I embrace him and then he'll pass. But the Samaritan, when he got there, yes, he had pity on him, but it did not end there. He went and made sure that he was catered for. He was catered for. And so Jesus Christ was given us, or has given us this illustration to tell us that our brothers, our sisters, our friends, who are not sick, it is not just enough by pitying them and saying that hey, I wish they were saved. What are you doing about it? The wish alone is not enough. You must speak the word. The passion in you that they are saved you must move your feet. And so the passion in your heart must correspond with the passion in your feet. That is only when success can come as far as soul winning is concerned. Amen. Amen. The passion in your heart for souls must correspond with the passion in your feet to move to them. That is only when there would be success 
as far as soul winning is concerned. Amen. Amen. If we have a passion for souls, we shall be willing to lose our lives for the sake of others. Jesus himself did it for us. He lost his life for us. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Yes. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. In the life that I live, I live by faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So if we have passion for souls, we will go the extent of losing our lives for the souls. Amen. Amen. Because Jesus has done it for us. And Jesus is the pattern that we have as Christians. And we are like him. And so we must do just that. Praise Him. Jesus. If we have passion for souls, we shall rejoice when a soul is saved. Like we read in Psalm 126, verse 6. It said, He that beareth precious seed, weeping to go and sow, said, will in no doubt come back carrying sheaves of joy. And Jesus Christ gave the parable of the lost sheep. That which of you having hundred sheep and loses one will not leave the ninety-nine behind and go and look for that one. And when he had found it, will carry it on his neck, rejoicing. And even the parable of the, the, the prodigal son, when he came back home, the father threw party for him. And there was great joy. Because he was lost and he had been found. And so if we have passion for souls, we will always rejoice when a soul is worked. Amen. Amen. How do we feel in an evangelistic service when no one responds to the invitation? And how do you feel when they do? So we come to church on a Sunday. Or there is a program, let's say, great invitation. And then Papa makes altar call. That if you are here and you haven't known the Lord Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, come forward. And for making that call for five minutes, for ten minutes, nobody comes out. How do you feel? And when he makes that call, and tens and twenties and thirties of people move forward to give their life to Christ, how do you feel? Just oppose these two feelings. And you know that there is always a great joy when a soul is worn. Amen. Amen. Our time is going, but before I end, let me touch on this. How may we become possessed with a passion for souls? How? Say, 
We are talking about passion for souls. How may we get possessed with passion for souls? We must get a glimpse into eternity. So like I said, we must have eternity in mind. Eternity must be the focus. And if we are gripped by realization of the fleeting nature of this life, and of the solemn unendings of eternity. We shall be constrained to persuade men to be reconciled to God. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 18. It is all things are of God. Who have reconciled us to himself. By Christ Jesus. And have given to us the ministry of reconciliation. So you see, God himself has reconciled us to himself in Christ Jesus and he has given us the ministry of reconciliation. And so we must have eternity in mind. That is only when we can begin to get possessed with this person that we are talking about. And we must be convinced we must be absolutely convinced about the present desperate need of every lost soul and about the future destiny of all the impenitents, the unrepentant. So presently, what is their need? Their need is salvation. And so if we have this in mind, and the end of the unrepentant, that their end is distraction. will begin to get passionate about lost souls. If we believe the testimony of the scriptures concerning the condition of the unregenerated, we shall surely feel drawn to do something for their salvation. John chapter 3 verse 18. John 3.18. Yes. That he that believeth on him is not condemned. Yes. But he that believeth not is condemned already. Because he, okay. because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. This add verse 36. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Amen. Amen. Said he that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he have not believed in the name of the Holy Son. Of God. So that is the end of the unsaved. That is their end. He said they are already condemned because they have not believed on the name of the only begotten Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. So if we have this in mind, now assuming that. I am your friend. 
and you are born again. And I am an unbeliever. And you know very well. Now you have this scripture in mind. That he that believed not on the Son of God is already condemned. And I am not born again. I am an unbeliever. And knowing that this is my end, would you be happy to see me ending my life this way? Would you be happy seeing me going into that destruction as a mother with with a nursing baby? And then you have set a fire in Coport. And your daughter or your son is crawling towards that. Knowing very well that this child doesn't know what is ahead of it. Would you allow the child to go and touch the burning coal? Would you allow the child to go and put the hand in the fire? The kind of passion you whip the child away. That's the kind of passion we are talking about. For lost souls. Amen. Amen. We must meditate upon the tremendous sacrifice of Calvary where our Lord Jesus gave himself for our sins and not for us only but for the sins of the whole world. 1 John 2 verse 2 you can read it when you go. And as we meditate upon his passion and his blood shedding we shall be filled with a deep desire that after the suffering of his soul he will see the light of life and be satisfied Isaiah 53 verse 11 and we shall realize that he has committed to us the message of reconciliation 2 Corinthians 5 19 we must be much in communion with the Lord Jesus so that we shall increasingly share his concern for the souls of men. After all, a real passion for souls is not the product of ourselves at all. It is his love and compassion within us that makes us concerned. We must be filled with the Holy Spirit. So that we are constrained by his love as it is shed abroad in our hearts and flows out from our lives. In Romans chapter 5, verse 5, he said, Hope maketh us not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. Amen. Amen. Praising Jesus is alive. Because of time, we shall end here. All that we have been talking about is to have a passion for souls. A passion that leads us to save souls. A passion that causes us to weep when we see a lost soul. A passion that causes us to be burdened with the souls of the unsaved. Amen. 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 And this is what we have been talking about. Having learned about the reward, the rewards of a soul winner. It is it has become imperative that we get the passion for which it will help us to get those rewards that were spoken of 
last week. Amen. Amen. Shall we be on our feet? Put your hands together for the Lord. For the next few minutes we are going to pray. I want you to start praying and thanking God for the word that you have heard this evening. His word concerning passion for souls. Passion for the unsaved. Passion for the lost. Begin to thank him. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you. Yes, Lord. Lord. We thank you for your word that has come yes. to us. Your word that has caused us to be passionate about you. Spreading with the souls of your saints. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, Lord. We give you praise. Yes, Lord, we thank you. Verse 8, he said, and you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses. You shall be my witnesses in Judea, in Jerusalem, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. The earth. We are praying. The Lord we need this power that will cause us to be witnesses unto you and witness about you to our family to our friends and our colleagues at our workplaces in the name of Jesus begin to pray Amen. 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 Amen.
in Jesus name have we prayed amen 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 put your hands together for the Lord